Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Spirituality and Magic Podcast. I am your host, once again, Hunter Salazar. And with Season three's theme, we're going to be diving into another book. Um, don't worry, I will get back to the uh, the other book, Awareness, that I've been reading, because I've been really enjoying that, and maybe even the Napoleonic book, and maybe even the Art of Magic book, but that's kind of last on my list because of uh, reasons. Anyway, so um, I kind of wanted to dive into the Essential Gnostic Gospels, Translation by Alan Jacobs. So there's more than just these three, but there's the main three are the Gospel of Judas, the Gospel of Thomas, and the Gospel of Mary. Now, when it comes to the Gnostic Gospels, um, I'm on the fence. I don't know if they were definitely uh, as uh, legitimate as the Gospels. I mean, most of the Gospels were, were written way, way after. Uh, the Gospels were written way after Jesus. So um, it, it's it's so strange. We all, we also find, you know, with Buddha... In Buddhism, or Shakyamuni Buddha specifically, nothing was written down for about 300 years. So, like, it was all from word of mouth, and we see that a lot in, uh, before religious texts are formed. It's just like everybody's kind of feeling the water to see where it'll go, and they're like, oh, okay, yeah, a lot of people are going to be Christian. Yeah, we let's start writing that stuff down. Um, so, Gnosticism kind of bubbled out not too long after Christ died. Um, Gnosticism had a very... Um, had a very uh, negative view of the world in the sense that Gnostics believed and believe, at least uh, a lot of them, believed that this universe and the world was created by the Demiurge, an egotistical uh, power and pleasure-hungry being. And this universe actually wasn't created by a god. Now, God is, uh, they say, you know, God is separate from this universe and this universe wasn't created by God, it was created by the Demiurge. And our whole existence is trying to get beyond this universe and back to God because here we're not with God. Um, that's just my understanding. Take it with a grain of salt. I'm not an expert in these things. This is just my very basic knowledge. So I kind of wanted to start on one that actually isn't Judas, Thomas, or Mary. Um, so uh, this one is one that I have not read before. Well, no, no, I have read it, but it's been a long time. Um, this is... Uh, on page 45 of the Essential Gnostic Gospels, um, this collection is by Alan Jacobs. This, um, I would say this is this, the way it's put together, um, because he didn't write these, of course. But, uh, so, this one is on page 45, and it's, uh, it's Melchizedek, Melchizedek, M-E-L-C-H-I-Z-E-D-E-K. And it has a little bit of, uh, kind of talking about who he was, what it is. An apocalyptic gospel, originally written in Greek, telling of the visions received from celestial beings by the legendary Melchizedek. It contains prophecies concerning the death, ministry, and resurrection of Jesus and the heretics who will deny him. And now we'll begin with uh, Melchizedek. Uh, I speak about Jesus, Son of God, who came from the Aeon, that speaks about all Aeons and their nature. So I may be fit to adorn the robe of love and righteousness. At the end of my fellow, at the end, my fellow brethren, he unveiled the truth in wise sayings and parables. Death quaked and was enraged by itself and its archons, the, the dark powers, male and female gods, archangels, and earth's rulers. Christ revealed the secret mysteries, but legalists soon dug his grave. They condemned him as irrelevant, unlawful, and defiled. On the third day, he raised himself from the dead, and as Savior unveiled the truth that gives life to the all. 
Those in heaven conferred with those in the world and the underworld. And what would happen in the name, in his name. They would, they would say he's unborn, though he's born. That he doesn't eat or drink, though he does. That he's uncircumcised, though he is. That, he, that, his bo- uh, that he's bodiless, though he has form. That he didn't suffer, though he did. And he wasn't resurrected, though he was. All the tribes of the nations will learn truth from you, Melchizedek. Great high priest, teacher of Abraham the prophet, about his promise for a perfect fulfilled life. I am also the Gamaliel, sent to visit the people of Seth's offspring, who are, who are above all aeons and their essence. I... I acclaim Jesus Christ, Son of God, who visited Abel Baruch, that you might hear this truth from me. Opposing forces are unaware of him and their own death. I am here to tell these secrets, unveiled for the brethren. He shared the living truth with your children. He offered them up as a sacrifice to the all. But it isn't oxen you should offer for sins of infidelity, niacence, and evil deeds, for they don't reach the Father of the all. But firm faith is certain for those baptized in the waters that lie above. So welcome that baptism which is approaching, as they pray for the children of the archons, angels, and my Father's seed, from which were born gods, angels, men, nature, the heavens, the world, the underworlds, and the enigma of the feminine. Yet what we're told isn't the real meaning of Adam and Eve. When they ate from the tree of knowledge, they stamped hard on the cherubim and seraphim, earth's lords and archons, their children, and the secret male and female qualities in all nature. But they denounced the archons, for they were fit to receive the sacred immortal light. But I'll keep silent, for we are the brethren who descended from the seed of Adam, Abel, Enoch, Noah, and myself, named Melchizedek. These who are elected will never be condemned, whether they're born from enemies, friends, strangers, relations, reverent or irreverent. All opposing forces, seen or unseen in the world, underworld, or the heavens, will wage war. I, as Savior, will conquer, and those chosen, chosen will surmount all. By the way, if you're, if you're not understanding it by now, basically Jesus is saying a lot of this. Um, it's kind of how the Gospels work. Anyway, uh, and the chosen will surmount all. Not by words alone, but through God's grace will we end spiritual death. I was ordered to unveil these secrets, but don't tell anyone unless it's ordained that you should do so. Suddenly, this high priest Melchizedek prays, God, saying, we must be grateful while he is living through us. His grace is boundless. He has great compassion, sending his angel of light from the aeons to unveil the way to end ignorance and to lead us from death to eternal life. I am Melchizedek, high priest of our God supreme. I know I am the similitude of Lord Jesus Christ, the truest high priest of God sent to this earth. It's not a trifling matter that Almighty God is with us and His angels that dwell in the world. I speak of the great sacrifice that deceived spiritual death. 
When Christ the Savior died, he linked his own sacrifice with the transcendencies that are leading the people away, the devilish demons of desire. I offer myself to you as a child of this sacrifice, together with all those who are mine, to you, your own self, the father of the all, and those you cherish. You've advanced through you are all, you and are awake, awakened and alive. As decreed by the flawless law, I shall speak my name, and I receive everlasting baptism from the living waters. Amen. Sacred are you, Father of all, who exists yet doesn't exist. Eternally holy are you, Abel Baruch and Barbelo, mother of Aeons, and Doxomidon, firstborn of the Aeons, Harmozel, the first Aeon. Oriel, Davaethel, Eleth, Eleleth, and Morocco, Korochinau, chieftains of the Aeonic Light, and myself as Jesus Christ eternal. Blessed be my testimony. I speak now to f- in fear and all that's con- connected with it, that sphere of darkness in which bleak voices and pains manifest, clothed with dread. They spoke to me and said, Melchizedek, we've been led astray from worship, faith, and prayer. We're of your primal stock, yet didn't heed your priesthood. Having heard the wiles of Satan, who exists in this aeon and seduces mankind, I, Melchizedek, answered, as your Savior, I cast Satan down so that you could all be saved, yet you crucified me. But as a corpse from three on Sabbath Eve till nine, I rose from the dead. I was welcomed by my father who said, Be brave, Melchizedek, once high priest of the archons, your foes that declare war, you're victorious over them. You're vanquished. You've vanquished them. Don't reveal this to anyone still identified physically with their body unless it is commanded that you do so. When the brethren of the rebirth of life heard this great message, they were transported to realms high above the heavens. So in the, uh, my general feel for that was um, uh, that there, it was talking about there's a lot of people in the world now, and at that time, and you know, still now obviously, that are so identified with the body that they can't see past. They can't see the spirits. You know, he talked about, you know, Jesus, they can't see him purely. They can't understand God fully because they're so attached here because of other beings that have kind of cemented our consciousness here who draw us toward, who draw us down, who prevent us from being reborn, from getting another incarnation as a human, even that perhaps. Um, it feels like It feels like he was very much associating with him, himself as also kind of a savior. Um, it, seemed, uh, it seems like it could have been blasphemous for a lot of people because he was saying that uh, many things have been revealed to me and you have not you know, gained these revelations um, and you should take my word for it so that we can move on and we can be reborn in a place that isn't filled with archons. Um, and gods and the and the mysterious feminine. Uh, that that was interesting. The mysterious feminine. I'm not really. 
I think that um, he says it out of loathing for the feminine. Um, at any rate, so before we continue, let's go ahead and hear a word from our sponsor. And we are back, everyone. So now we're going to go to page 151, which is directly after Melchizedek. Um, it's the Gospel of Philip. Uh, so let's go ahead and begin. An early Greek valent. Valentinian collection of Jesus' sayings to his disciples may refer to the profound sacramental mysteries of baptism, anointment, the Eucharist, and the bridal chamber. Let's begin. A slave yearns to be free, but he doesn't hope to inherit his master's house. A boy isn't only a son, but in time will lay claim to his father's estate. Those who crave to be heirs of the dead are already spiritually dead and will inherit death. Those who seek to be heirs of the living are spiritually alive and will inherit what is both alive and dead. The dead inherit nothing, yet if they inherit what is living, they'll gain eternal life. A true Christian never dies, for he has not lived in vain to inherit spiritual death. Page 52. He who has great faith and truth has found the real life. This man dares dying to his own self to be truly alive. Since Lord Jesus Christ came, the world has been recreated, cities established, the dead buried. When we were Jews, we were fatherless and had only an earthly mother. Now, as Christians, we enjoy both the Heavenly Father and the Divine Mother. Hmm. Those who sow in the hard winter reap in glorious summer. This world is a harsh winter. Summer is the eternal realm. Let us sow now in this wintry world so we may harvest in the splendid summer. It is worthy to pray for boons in this winter. Wait for the summer that will follow. If a fool harvests in winter, he'll tear out the good he has and be like a barren Sabbath. Christ came to hold some in debt and to release others from usury. Those who were exiled he ransomed and made his own. To set them apart he pledged them according to his will. When he came he will willingly sacrificed his life so it had already been determined before this world was created. He came first to redeem it as it had been pledged. It had fallen into the hands of devilish demons and was imprisoned. But he came to save both the wicked and the good, light and darkness, life and death, right and left are inseparable twins. For the good are not wholly good, nor the wicked wholly wicked, nor is life merely life, nor death merely death. Each will return to its primal source. But those who transcend these apparent opposites are eternal. Worldly names are full of deceit and delude our minds. They muddy the distinction between right and wrong, with words like father, spirit, son, life, light, resurrection, and church. That makes a lot of sense. He's talking about distinct, like all the, you have all these separations and ranks. It feels like everything's separate and nothing's one and nothing's heading in the same way to the eternal kingdom. Anyway, um, in the eternal world, there are no such descriptions. One name is never uttered. The name of the father, uh, the name the father gave his son. For the son couldn't have become the father unless he knew his name. Those who know this name never speak it. Truth brought names into being for our sake. Page 54. The dark powers wanted to deceive man, 
to confuse his relationship with the truly good. They took good names and gave them to the bad, so that with these names they might bind them. But through grace they remove from the bad and restore them to the good. These dark forces which to steal man's freedom and enslave him, these powers obstruct man's salvation. For if man is saved, animal sacrifice would end. Interesting. So he's saying, if, for if man is saved, animal sacrifice would end. So we'd be getting closer to God and not um, not trying to appease the gods? Is that what it's going into? Uh, because we, I mean, you already, y'all have already heard my opinion that, you know, we kill way more animals than animal sacrifice ever did, and animal sacrifice was not nearly as bad for the animals. But as far as what it's talking about, let's read this paragraph again. But through grace they removed them from the bad and restored them to the good. These dark forces wish to steal man's freedom and enslave him. These power obstruct man's salvation. For if man is saved, animal sacrifice would end. Okay, so basically he's talking about the gods that demand animal sacrifice are, are evil or negative. And uh, the only reason people sacrifice animals to them is because is because uh, they they don't feel like they've earned a place um, in, in in eternity immorality in, 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 I mean immortalness um, immortality there we go that's the word um, so we feel like we need to give to something to purchase it but if all of everybody realized they were saved then they wouldn't seek the gods, that might be what it's talking about. Of course, I have a different opinion, but I think that's what it's saying. All right, so before Christ, there was no mana. Just as Eden had many fields to feed flocks, but no wheat to feed man. So mana basically means magic. Interesting. So I'll read that again. Before Christ, there was no mana. Just as Eden had many fields to feed flocks, but no wheat to feed man. Interesting. Man used to munch like the beasts, but Christ, the perfect man, brought manna from heaven so mankind could be fed by the Spirit. Interesting. Hmm. So, brought magic, well, my understanding, manna is magic, brought magic from the heavens so mankind can be fed by the Spirit. Interesting. The dark powers imagine it is by their own self uh, will that they do what they do, yet the Holy Spirit secretly does all through them as it wills. Okay, so the Holy Spirit acts through everything. Truth which lives, which lives since the beginning is sown everywhere. Many see the sowing, few know the reaping. Some claim that Mary's conception was immaculate. They're mistaken. Women cannot conceive from the Holy Spirit, which is feminine. Oh, wow, that's blasphemous. It means that Mary wasn't defiled by dark powers, uh, which defile themselves. Okay, so some claim that Mary's conception was immaculate. They're mistaken. Women cannot conceive from the Holy Spirit, which is feminine. Oh, just like uh, just like Shakti and uh, 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 Draupadi in the Mahabharata. Uh, Shakti, that Shakti energy that goes up the spine, is described as feminine. Interesting. It means that Mary wasn't defiled by dark powers which defile themselves. Jesus said to his disciples, bring gifts to your father's house. Don't steal from them. Don't steal from there. Jesus is our Lord's secret name. Christ is his revealed name. In Syriac, it is Messiah. The Nazarene is he who reveals the hidden. Those who claim our Lord first died, then then ascended, are wrong. He ascended, then died. No one hides a precious jewel in a large container, but often we have 
thrown many things into a small worthless box. The soul is precious, but not its flesh. Some fear they'll rise up naked and wish to ascend fully robed. But they don't see that those clothes, uh, those clothed only by flesh are naked and ashamed. In Corinthians, it states, flesh and blood are not inherent. Uh, Jesus, flesh and blood shall not inherit the kingdom. What cannot inherit is the body alone. What will inherit is that which belongs to Jesus and his holy communion. In John's gospel, Jesus says, He who will not eat my flesh and drink my blood has no life in him. His flesh is the word. His blood is the Holy Spirit. He who receives these has real food, drink, and clothes. Man, everybody, we are going deep. I'm loving this. Um, All right, so it is necessary to ascend through the word of God, for all is contained in that. In this world, those those with clothes are better than those in rags. In the kingdom of of heaven, God's robes are superior to the souls that wear them. It is through fire and water that the world is purified, the visible by the invisible, the open by the hidden. Much is hidden in the visible, water and flowers, fire and baptismal oil and balsam. Jesus won them by cunning, for he will not appear as he really was, but in a form that they could see. To the great he seemed great, to the little he, he was little. To the angels he was an angel, to men he was a man. So his word was hidden from all. Some indeed saw him and imagined they were seeing themselves. When he came to his disciples in splendid glory on the Mount of Olives, he wasn't small. He became great and made his disciples great, so they could see him in his greatness. On that day, he said in gratitude, You who have united perfect, uh, united perfect light with Holy Spirit, unite us with the angels as well. Don't scorn the Lamb. Without him, it's impossible to know the King. No one may visit the King without robes of light. The heavenly man has many more sons than the earthly Adam's sons. Uh, okay. The heavenly man has many sons than the earthly. Adam's sons soon die. But the sons of the perfect man don't die and are ever reborn. Reincarnation or eternity. Uh, the father creates a son, but the son hasn't the power to create another. He who has been reborn is unable to bestow regeneration So the son wins brothers, but not sons. All men and women in this world are born naturally, but those reborn in God are nurtured by heaven. It is by the divine kiss of grace that the perfect perfect are reborn. We will embrace each other to aid conception by one another's grace. Three walked with Christ, Mary his mother, uh, her sister, also Mary, and Mary Magdalene. All three were Mary. Father and Son are single names, omnipresent, above and below. In the the concealed and the revealed, the Holy Spirit is dual. It is the revealed below and in the concealed above. Some holy men are served by sinister powers, deceived by a spirit into the belief that they're serving an ordinary man. All right, we'll read one more page, and then we will call it a day for now. This is page 58. A disciple asked Jesus for something from this world. He, he answered, 
Ask your mother. She'll bring you things which belong to another. The apostles said to the disciples, May our sacrifices contain salt. They called Sophia the divine wisdom salt. Without the, savior of, without the savor of salt, no sacrifice will be acceptable. Sophia is childless, so she is termed a grain of salt. Wherever they manifest in their own path, the Holy Spirit and her offspring will be fecund. What the Father owns, he gives to the sons when he arrives at manhood. What the Father owns, he gives to the son when he arrives at manhood. Okay. Those who have fallen away yet are reborn by the Spirit may drift because of the Spirit. So by the same exhalation, fire blazes and is extinguished. Ikamoth means wisdom of death. One who knows death is determined the lesser wisdom. There are tame beasts like cattle, mules, dogs, and sheep, but wild beasts live mainly in the desert. Man plows his field with the aid of the ox, and from tame beasts he's fed. The perfect man plows through his subdued powers, preparing for all to come into being. One more. Page 59. Thus the world is established, through good and evil, right and left. The Holy Spirit shepherds us and rules all powers, tame, wild, and unique. He hedges us in so we cannot stray. Adam was created to be beautiful, but Cain was not worthy. Adultery followed murder. He was a snake's child. God is a master dyer. His good and true dyes dissolve with the robes they dye. His dyes are immortal by means of his colors. First, he dips with water. It's impossible to see what exists unless one becomes similar. But the worldly man sees the sun without being a sun. The same with heaven and earth. If you know the Spirit, you become the Spirit. If you know Christ, you become Christ-like. If you know the Father, you become as the Father. The worldly see the all but fail to know their own self. Through truth, you learn to know yourself. What you know, you become. All right, everybody, we're going to go ahead and stop on page 60. Um, I'm really glad I started with uh, Melchizedek, and then we went into Philip. Philip is uh, remarkable. Um, so, uh, yeah, so if, if, you, if you like these kinds of episodes, if, um, if you like this book, I always want feedback on which books you like, my listeners, so that I can continue them. I'm definitely going to keep on going with Awareness and the Nazi Gospels, but if there's something else that you recommend or something else that I've read in the past that you like, or maybe something that I've mentioned but I haven't read yet, feel free to let me know at www.facebook.com slash hunter.salazar. You can message me, friend me, what have you. And if you want to join our Facebook group, the Makeshift Tribe, uh, feel free to message me. And then, uh, and then you can friend me, and then I can send you an invite, and you can be part of our Makeshift Tribe. Um, if you wish to uh, support me on YouTube just by watching my stuff, just type in Hunter Salazar on YouTube. You'll be able to find my channel. And uh, if you want to support my channel with uh, monetarily, even with just a dollar a month, you get my podcasts and videos in one place and some extra content, feel free to become a patron on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash darkrealist, capital D, capital R. At any rate, thank you very much for listening. I hope this helped you spiritually, and I will see all of you on the channel in the future.